there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Just three days to go before the League Cup semi final start Celtic against Kilmarnock, 5 30, Hamden Park on Saturday, and then on Sunday, early on the day. It's Rangers against Aberdeen. Two men who know all about cup semi-finals. Former Celtic star Andy Walker, former Rangers captain Barry Ferguson is with us this evening. And we're going to take your calls. Cup memories. What's going to happen this weekend? What are you thinking, Celtic fans? Are you going for, well, the league? It's not over yet. Long way to go, but Celtic in pole position. Is it a double again this year or a treble? And for Rangers, is it a cup double? Or indeed, could it still be a treble? What are you thinking tonight? 0808 17 17 700. Stephen Gerrard linked with a move to Poland. Could you see him as the national manager over there? We'll discuss that. And who's your greatest Scottish player of all time? Given the fact that everyone's saying, Gareth Bale, what a talent, now retired, 33 years old. I thought with Barry and Andy here, and you tuned in, who are, who's your greatest Scottish player of all time? Barry, Cup semi-finals coming. What about Celtic, first of all, up against Kilmarnock again? And I see that Ange Postacoglu taking nothing for granted, saying, look, Kelly, you've got nothing to lose here. Yeah, exactly. Celtic are going to be red-hot red, red hot favourites, no doubt about it. Um, look, I think Kilmarnock will go and, and try and... Um, try and frustrate Celtic no doubt about it but I think Celtic have got too strong a, a squad and a team and I can't see anything other than a, a Celtic victory Paul and Andy 24 hours later or 22 hours later Rangers up against Aberdeen it's always a brilliant game you're looking forward to this one and Rangers it's like a cup final it's always a bit tasty isn't yeah. it <laughs> so uh, I think it'll be no different on Sunday Aberdeen's chance just to get the the supporters back on side for Jim Goodwin, but Rangers overwhelming favourites. Michael Beale's unbeaten yet, and it's it's a big occasion, a big occasion for him because obviously it's a chance to get to a cup final and uh, one step closer to his first trophy. For Rangers, Aberdeen, Barry. Yeah, I think the last game at Hamden, a certain guy I know, my nephew scored the, of the goal. Of course, yeah, <laughs> Lewis. Yeah, yeah, I can remember sitting yeah. watching it, and um, I wasn't sure if I was going to speak to him again after that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, look at what Andy says there. Rangers are favourites. 16 points out of 18 since Michael Beale's come in. I know it's a cup competition. Very similar to the Celtic and Kilmarnock game. I think Aberdeen will come down and try and make it as, as difficult as possible. But if I look at both squads, for me, Rangers have got more quality and I fully expect them to, to make it through into the final as well. What are you thinking, Andy, for that one? Yeah, I think Rangers will get there. I think Celtic will get there as well. Another uh, Celtic Rangers game on the horizon, and it's uh, to beat Hamden. It would just be a, a fabulous occasion. It would just be a an enormous upset if either Kilmarnock or Aberdeen were were to get the the edge over them. And Kelly, is there any way you see them defeating Celtic? No, well, you saw them last week. Celtic won 2-0 yeah. and then you just saw the amount of chances that Celtic created. Um, it, it's a similar size pitch. 
and pretty much Celtic second home over the last number of years the amount of semi-finals and finals that they've played there they've had a lot of success and uh, it'll be a big crowd dominated by Celtic supporters I just expect Celtic to win yeah 0808 17 17 700 or join us on the socials at Go Football Show. Uh, the manager's uh, speaking about the cup. Well, Michael Beale was after his win at the weekend. And yep, they, it stays at nine points. It was 12 at the start of the Rangers game, a 2 0 win for them at Tannadice. And he was talking about that and also how important a cup victory is for him. Of course, yeah, because we know in the league, we, we all we can do is keep winning and it's going to be down to something happening elsewhere. If it doesn't happen, we have to keep winning anyway and, and the cup competitions take on a big importance right now because the next game is obviously Aberdeen at Hamden. It's a, it's a great game for both clubs, but it's, it's a game to win. Barry, for Rangers... Um, they have to win, Paul. Look, they're nine points behind with, I think it's 20 goals. Um, a yeah, difference is going to be difficult to, to get that back. And for me, they need to make sure they get through this this semi-final. Um, again, I enjoyed the performance, certainly the, the second half. I know Andy was commentating on it. I thought the first half they were okay, but the difference for me in the second half, they moved quicker, they moved the ball a lot quicker, a lot sharper. And um, I watched the debate in the studio with Andy and, and Boydie. They uh-huh. weren't, uh, Boydie wasn't too sure about what Andy says about Morelos, but I thought Morelos did make a difference. Look, he's not as fit. He'll play this um, weekend, Barry, eh? Yeah, I think he's got to play, Andy. I think he's got to play. But for me, I can't believe I'm saying this in January, he still needs to get fitter for me. But I think Morelos and the Rangers team, they do look a far better team. He occupies centre-backs, he moves them about, and it frees up the space for guys like Tillman and, and Kent. But... Regarding the game on Sunday, it's a must win for Rangers. They were a different team, Andy, in the second I half. I thought they were. Yeah. I just thought they got a lift. I thought the teammates uh, got a lift. Uh, it was a pretty poor uh, first half, pretty even, but Rangers can go up a gear, and they did. They brought on a, a player who... I agree with Barry, I think he can still be a bit leaner. Mm. but He looked as though he was hungry again to get involved. Uh, obviously, the new manager and whatever rela- relationship he has with him, that might be making a difference. It's still a big if if he's uh, going to stay at Rangers and extend his contract, but uh, I think that looks unlikely. But he, I think, can still have a big part to play in whatever uh, success Rangers are aiming for. Would you agree it's still unlikely that he'll be here after certainly the summer? Yeah, I, I, I can see him moving on, but at this moment in time, I think Morelos has to play. Mm-hmm. I know Cholak picked up another injury, came out roof. He's been out for um, a number of months again, um, so you need to take your time with him. But for me, he's a certain starter to, um, to play the game on Sunday. Transfer deadline. Well, there's still, what, 20 days and five hours to go. Barry, what's the word in Todd Cantwell? What do you think? Do you think he will come to Rangers from Norwich? Well, well there's a good chance. And I've seen I've seen him a, a number of times. And I think over the last six to 12 months, his career's kind of faded oh, away yep. a little bit. Um but no doubt about it, the, the guy has got um, great technique. He's he's a good football player and sometimes players just need to to move on to, to get that fire back again. Um, and I think the type of player that he is, I think he would he would suit Rangers. Um, no doubt about it. And it'll be interesting to see. i seen there was a championship club had a, an offer knocked back yep. for him. Um, but I think he's a player that could certainly strengthen the, the Rangers midfield I see Graham Dorans has been singing his praises uh, in the record today I bought it in case your excellent column was in when's it in this week? 
When uh, you in? I think Friday. Friday. I think yeah, it's Friday. Friday. Maybe it's Saturday yeah. because of the game. And okay. Um, Andy, what do you make of Todd Cantwell? Do you think he's coming to Ibrox? Well, I think obviously uh, Michael Beale will have a, a good understanding of who's available and who might fancy a, a wee stint in Scottish football. I, I can remember doing a couple of Norwich games and he was really impressive and some of the big boys were, were looking at him. So what, whatever has happened uh, in between. He's at a good age. I think he's 24, 25, 24. Barry. Yep. So he's still got a lot of good years in front of him. So whether it's a... I, I'm interested to see what Rangers will do because... Ideally, you want players to sign for, for three or four years so that you can give them a stage to perform. And if they, if they do really well, you know, sell them on if you're going to make a bit of money. I think that has to be the, the model for Rangers, the way it's, it's been for, for Celtic over a number of years. And I don't know whether it's, it, it's just a loan deal, but um, Rangers certainly need players. And you can imagine that Michael Beale will be looking at a whole number of targets to 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 come up to Scotland. Do you think you might see one of those targets this weekend? You're doing the Sunderland game. I'm doing Sunderland-Swansea. Um, so Ross Stewart. So Ross Stewart uh, got the, I think he got the winner last week in their cup tie. Um, Tony Mowbray made a number of changes for that as, as most teams tend to do, even in the championship. But uh, not looking forward to, to seeing Mogger, looking forward to seeing his team. And of course, Russell Martin, who, mm. who was at Rangers. He's got Stevie Fulton's boy, Jay, who plays for Swansea. And uh, yeah, looking forward to that game. Should be a good one. Barry, yeah, his dad. Uh, he was called as the new Bajio, wasn't he? That was uh, Big yeah. Billy. That, Big Billy uh, gave yeah. him that. He played an outstanding uh, semi-final against Hibs. I think it was 89, 90 mm -hmm. maybe. And uh, man of the match. And he was playing. That, that was him just coming through. But I've got to say, I think Stevie would admit it himself. He had a better attitude a few years later. Yeah. And I think his best football was at Hearts where he, you know, for a good number of years, he was outstanding. Barry, he was in the Scotland squad when you broke into it. Yeah, the, the first yeah. squad, yep. I remember the trip to, to Lithuania um, <laughs> pretty well. But listen, he, he had a, a brilliant left peg, yeah. no doubt about it. And I think if you ask Stevie himself, I, I think if he looks back at it, he would have probably done things a bit different, no yeah. doubt about it. But um, he was a good player. I played against him a number of times mm. and he was the one that, certainly when he was at Hearts, if you stop Stevie Fulton playing, Hearts would struggle, um, but not um, very good player. Um, and for me, could have went on and, and sure. done even more. And what about Ross Stewart? I like him. Do you mm -hmm. know what? I always liked him at Ross County. And I'm not surprised he's done really well at Sunderland, done really well in League One. Now he's in a tougher league in the, the Championship. And um, I'm not surprised Rangers have been linked um, with him. I think he's a type of player that could easily step up and play it. Um, the level that Rangers are playing at you know, us now. Do you know who's the top man at Sunderland just now? The one they all rave about? Diallo. I'm a Diallo. Aye, yeah, of course. Who, who was up yeah. at Rangers and mm. I don't know about you, Barry, but Struggled, I, I, I remember seeing him at Ross County. He scored a goal early on. I thought, all right, and he's mm. got great skill, but you didn't really see much of mm. it, did you? Yep. I, I agree with that. I mean, you go back to the, the last January window, mm. Ramsey and Diallo. Yeah. They struggled to make any impact in the, the Rangers team, but... I've watched Sunderland a few times. Um, obviously, I know Tony Mowbray, he tried to sign me um, when he was at, at West Brom. Um, I bumped into him on holiday a couple of times. And also, you look to see Scottish players playing and um, Ross Stewart certainly stood out. But Diallo, he's the main man. Yeah. Uh, the Sunderland fans love him. And he's the one that makes things tick at Sunderland. Yeah, it's amazing how he's been elevated into this uh, player that they, they just can't leave out of the team, you know. And he... 
he did. He struggled to make an impact at Rangers. You knew he was skillful, but you just didn't see enough of it. It's fun. Isn't it strange how it just doesn't work just out? Just a, a different environment. Yeah. Obviously, it's the the championship, but the the level of competition there, I think, is still quite strong. A lot of teams uh, desperate for a bit of promotion. It, it really changes their financial outlook, and I think Sunderland just now are about four points off the the playoffs. No one's going to stop. Um, Sheffield United and Burnley, they are by far and sure. away the, the best two. Are you thinking about some of the greatest Scottish players then that you know or you've seen or we can go back to some of the black and white days as well. So I'm going to ask you in the next few moments. Or you can call in 0808 17 17 700. I mean, the black and white days would be Jim Baxter, Jimmy Johnson. I'm out yeah. of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, but you know it'd be your dad uh, and father-in-law. Well, I, yeah. I played up front with Kenny for about half an hour in Davy Proven's testimonial. Right. So Kenny came up and made a sort of guest appearance and uh, I think it might have boosted the crowd. And it against Forrest? That was against Forrest, yep. aye. Uh, Stuart Pearce and Neil Webb and yep. uh, obviously Cluffy and all the rest of it. And what but, was it like um, then playing with uh, Kenneth Mathis well, and Dalgleish? Sir Kenny. He did, uh, yeah. he did this dummy that just wasn't on, but of course uh -huh. it was. And I just didn't read it because I didn't see it. And... <laughs> uh, it, it players like that sometimes can just make you feel a wee bit inadequate you know because mm. he, he was so he was so good so special uh, and what a nice guy I met him on, yeah. on a, mm. a number of occasions I played with his son at, at Paul, Paul yeah, yeah. Um, Scotland under 21s and never walked past you um, and obviously I was I was obviously a young pup but you yeah. you knew what type of player he was but off the pitch what a, a top guy he was as well would he be your top Player, I think Douglas. Kenny's the best yeah. I've seen. I, I saw the latter part of Jimmy Johnson at Celtic mm -hmm. in colour. Yeah. Uh, it, obviously not at his peak, but still just a, a, a little genius. And when you see some of the, the footage of, of him and his pomp, it yeah. uh, actually makes you laugh. It's brilliant. And the punishment he took as top yeah. players, didn't you? We talked. Well, you talk about bravery, Paul. Yeah. And bravery is, you know, taking all that punishment yep. and going back for more. He did that time and time again. Because it was a contact sport then, Barry, you know. And yeah, you're not allowed you know, to tackle no. now. Sure, exactly. We Jinky would, uh, he'd just got on and get on with it. And Willie Henderson at Rangers got punishment as well. It was just a different game. But Jimmy Johnson, if you'd go abroad in the early days when I was covering football, people would say, yeah, the, the, the redhead, the wee Scottish player, the Celtic player, Jimmy Johnson. And Robert Duval loved him. Was it when he came over to do that movie with That's Ali? Right. And right. uh, he got to know Jinky. Shot, shot at glory, So Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson, yeah. yeah, maybe the greatest. And but I, had the, uh, I had the good pleasure of bumping into John Gregg at the recent uh, game at Ibrox. He came into the sort of interview room where we got our cameras and he was he was bouncing off um, Ian Crocker that he knows uh -huh. uh, really well and um, yeah he played in that era of course with, yep. with wee Jinky where Jinky tells that great story where you know he was getting battered onto the track at Celtic Park he was getting battered on the pitch and it was always with John Gregg and he'd said to him Greg are you are you trying to intimidate me? <laughs> But he kept getting back for more. How is Greggy? Was he good? He was yeah. in good form, big smile. And um, yeah, nice to see just one of the greats. 80 years old, you'd never think yeah. it, would you? You'd see him never, yeah. never seen him play live, but obviously he was always running about Rangers and um, he was always telling me how good he was. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but listen, he was the greatest yeah. ever Rangers so. that get voted. Um, and obviously you go back and you watch YouTube and, yeah. and whatever sure. and, and see, because he was, listen, he was a, a proper player and... Listen, still about Rangers at this moment in time as well. And as you say, is it 80? 80. He's still yeah. looking, I just still looked looking up really well. 80 years 
young John Gregg, MBE. What about Graham Souness then? Now, we probably, we didn't see his best years here. His best years were probably, what, Sampdoria or whatever. But Barry, what do you think, Graham Souness? Yeah, again, I was, I was young growing up and obviously midfield was a position that I wanted to play mm-hmm. in and, and obviously watched him and I, I played under him as well. That was a, a big pull for me as well when he was at Blackburn and because um, you want to learn off the best and he was one of the best midfielders of his, his generation, no, no doubt about it. Um, yep, a brilliant player, wasn't he, for Liverpool, Scotland, you know, and played in Italy as well. Um, and I learned a, a lot in the, the two years I was I was with him at Blackburn. And he and Kenny are big pals, aren't they? Andy, yep. what did you make of, could you play against him? I played against him at Celtic Rangers game where he got sent off he lost it in that atmosphere even the best of us can lose it what happened can you remember well Graham Souness was playing and obviously you remember the incident we we were actually playing we were 1-0 up and we were playing one two touch passing and uh, he wasn't (laughs) having any of it and so the next one was getting a smack and it was Starkey but to be fair to Starkey he read it and he Mm. sort of jumped up he caught his boot or something but David Syme was the referee, sent him off, and then you, you just remember that great uh, spat with Big Billy and yeah. Sunis coming out of the dressing rooms and exchanging pleasantries uh, after the game. It was uh, my first experience of that game, so you were just taking it all in. It was fantastic. There's no game like it, is there? And when you've got characters like Billy McNeil and uh, Graham yeah, Sunis, that, special, been, isn't it? For me, yeah. that's when football was proper. Proper. Harrison yeah. as well, Barry. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The, some of the greatest all-time Scottish players as we look forward to the games this weekend as well. Celtic Kilmarnock Saturday, 5.30, uh, yeah, the, There's a Sunday. player just came to mind. I, yeah. I know I was always Rangers growing up and whatever, but I always yeah. respect it. I like Paul McStay. I, 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 if I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, and Andy will, will uh, tell me if I'm wrong here. He used to get a bit of stick. Paul McStay and when I used to watch football he's just an elegant football player I thought I thought he was um, he was a proper he was brilliant Barry, but, but he used to get a bit of stick in terms well, of I, I played well obviously Paul did as well but I, I played with Paul in a good Celtic team but also played in a not so good Celtic team yeah. Paul was still the captain mm. and everyone was getting it because Rangers were mm. were uh, top dogs and if you know what it's like in Glasgow when you're second so was it also because he never made a move the England well you remember he he threw his boots to the crowd Mm -hmm. and I think I I don't think I'm giving anything away I think Paul's spoken about it but I think Udinese in Italy made him Mm -hmm. a good offer Kenny wanted him at Blackburn um, and uh, he just had a he had a change of mind and he he signed on again and uh, thankfully he did Mm -hmm. because I think his best season was the centenary year where he was in my mind, he was head and shoulders above everyone else in the country. And you're talking about Aberdeen having mm-hmm. Miller and McLeish, yeah. you know, Dundee United with Hegarty and Neri. Rangers were strong, Hibs and Hearts, but but Paul was Paul was outstanding. Good suggestion, isn't it? The maestro. Yeah, no, just yeah. because no, that no, was a position course, I always yeah. always looked at people and he, he always stood out for me. He was just as I probably use the word elegant. That's what. Yeah. I remember once Barry, I was doing a one of that my early commentary games was Celtic Rangers at Hamden League Cup semi-final you must have played in it well you must have because I gave you the man of the match <laughs> and, you've made a few mistakes but I don't think you've given the man of the match I get, to the wrong I get absolute pelters for it and Paul phoned me the next day yeah. and he said hey, Andy you were spot on Barry was a top man yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I fantastic. told you Paul was a yeah. top player <laughs> he joined us in the programme a few months ago Very from Australia top good. man but I love that there's the Rangers legend 
nominating another Celtic legend. He didn't nominate you, but you might nominate Barry as one of the outstanding players of this no, generation. I, I think you've yeah. got to respect a good no, player. I, I love that, of course. That's just the way I'm at. You know, you know sure. I mean? I'm, I'm not going to hide that I was a Rangers no. fan, but watching yeah. that, I always remember going up and we used to play and ski, used to play against each other at schemes, yeah. and, and there was a boy used to call his helmet staying. Uh -huh. Who are you? I had to go, go my brother, didn't I? Of course, really? you did. You, you were Ferguson. <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go. So you've got some long delays on the M8 Eastbound between Junction 20 at the M74 Interchange and 18 for Charing Cross We are congestion back to Junction 26 for Hellington If you're going westbound you're congested between Anderson Cross and the M77 Interchange The A737 looks heavy between the Junction 29 at Paisley, St James and Johnson so you may want to find an alternative route if you usually head that way You've got your usual delays in the M77 southbound between Junction 1 for the Breck Road and the M8 at Junction 22 for Plantation. Got some heavy traffic on the M74 northbound just before Junction 1 at the Kingston Bridge. Your normal traffic through the Clyde Tunnel heading northbound between Govan and Partick. On Great Western Road you've got some slow traffic in both directions at Drumrye Road. And you've also got 10 minute delays on Nitzhill Road heading eastbound between the train station and the M77 Junction 3. Looking at public transport you've got possible delays in ScotRail between Queen Street and Oban. Queen Street and Malag, and that is due to poor weather conditions with emergency speed restrictions in place. Just as always, please check your routes before you travel, and that's your up to date. On go. Thanks, Chris. Go Radio Football Show. It's the Wednesday evening edition, 527. We're with Barry Ferguson and Andy Walker. 08 08 17 17 700. Just a few days away from the Cup semi finals, the first trophy of the season. This one won by Celtic. Where is it going to be this year? Is it going to be in the Celtic Trophy Room, where it is at the moment? Or is it going to be at Ibrox? Or could it be Petorgy? Well, that was their last big win in a cup, I think. I'm pretty sure it is, yeah, under Derek McInnes, well-remembered. And, uh, yeah, who else? Kilmarnock, well, they, uh, they beat Inverness yeah. in, a, in a penalty shootout, didn't they, under Derek McInnes? Was it Inverness at Parkhead? You're probably right. I should never ask yeah. you, I should never say something to <laughs> we double check it. I see Graham Shinney saying in the paper today he would have won much more if it wasn't for Brendan Rodgers and Celtic at that point winning yeah. uh, so many because they met them, what, three, four times yeah, in four cup times. finals. So is it going to be Pataudry or Rugby Park? Or is it staying at Celtic or is it he, coming to Ibrox? He'll be a good sign for Aberdeen. That's exactly like what they need. Yeah. Somebody with a wee bit of dig, mm -hmm. a wee bit of experience because um, they've been struggling the last... Um, the last while Aberdeen um, and I think Graham Shinney he's get, I think he's come back a better player um, since he's been down in England then at Wigan isn't he he's he was been, at Derby yep. then Wigan yep. Yep. good player Andy Graham I like Shinney. him they missed him yeah they yep. missed him they missed his drive you can understand him wanting a wee taste of English football but I think it's a good bit of business to get him back I, think, I still think he's got something to offer Who's coming in at Celtic? Who's coming in at Rangers? We mentioned Rangers a moment or two ago. Andy, there's no concrete news today. Jikamakis, we're still waiting to find out. We're waiting to hear, is the South Korean player, is he on his way? Chodwe Sung? But we don't know yet. They're talking about around three million with Celtic. Today's latest is, speculation, is that Celtic would have a, a good uh, sell-on yeah. for his club. Well, I, I think it's already been a, a good window in so much as Celtic have got players yeah. in. Mm. I think the interesting thing and the uh, the one that supporters will be keen to, to find out is Juranovic going to stay. It's probably likely that he'll go. Celtic will cash in on him. Uh, Yakimakis, is he going to go? I think Celtic are going to cash in on him. And they'll get others in. So, you know, they might have been big favourites over the last year or so, but... Um, 
change the menu very quickly at Celtic and get someone else in and see what they can do. Let's get a Rami going with you two. I was thinking just beforehand, Celtic nine points clear. So is it over, Barry? Is there a chance for Rangers? And I'm thinking in the context, if Jakimakis goes and Juranovic, they've got cover for Juranovic probably. Um, yeah, in terms of the two players we've just mentioned, Posta Cogley won't let them go unless he's got replacements in. He's got the Canadian international, who yeah. I thought was really good in the old firm um, game. It? To be honest with you, coming in, that's your first game, getting thrown into an old firm battles. Um, sometimes it passes certain players by, but I, I was impressed with him. But in terms of um, Yakimakis, I, I don't think they'll let him go unless they've got a replacement in, in the door. But in terms of the league, mm-hmm. look, you, you can never give, it, give up, Paul. I would hate to think that any Rangers player will do an interview and say, oh, it's over, it's all Celtics. Look, it's going to be tough, no doubt. Nine points, 20 goals, yeah, difference. It's going to be a big ask. And I said a couple of weeks ago, Celtic will need to hit one almighty brick wall for Rangers to claw it back. But you never know in football. You hate to see injuries, but if someone like Carter Vickers got an injury at the heart of the defence, Andy, and he, if Giacomacchus is away, I've just yeah. got some people around saying, you know, the, the Celtic fans love him and he scores a lot of goals. He's not got much game time, but he could be missed. He could be missed, but um, I, I just think there, every Celtic supporter will trust the judgment of the manager mm. because of who he's brought in in the 18 months he's been there. And, you know, there, there's only been a, a couple that that haven't really worked out. So I think Celtic squad will still be strong after this month. Whether Juranovic and Yakimakis go, as Barry says, I don't think it's a case of letting two go and it's just the three that they've already brought in and that'll be it. I'm sure if if, if more business is going out the way, Celtic will get another one or two in. It's always hard to say, predict how Celtic will line up. Rangers too. Um, Jota came on at the weekend and... Uh, he, he had an effect for Celtic. Yeah, look, he's, he's been through a bit of a rough job physically more than anything else. So, you know, he had a little bit of an injury and then um, yeah, he's one of the ones that got hit by the bug you know, a week or so ago. And, you know, you know he's, he's going to work his way back. But, um, you know, his quality's there and he's working hard at training. It's just a matter of getting him some game time now and getting some rhythm. You know, he scored a good goal. And I thought, again, I thought in the second half, you know, he was he was really bright. He put a couple of brilliant balls in and, um, you know, I'm sure he'll be stronger for that performance. Andy, Jota. Yeah, Jota on top form is one of the best players in the country. Uh, he was the one who started the the move that led to the late equaliser, cutting inside for Tavernier, playing that little through ball, a wee bit of disguise on it, and everything happened from there. So Jota on top form, uh, you're looking at a contender for player of the season. And for this weekend, do you think he'll start? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, you heard Ange Postacoglu a few weeks ago talking about him being not happy with the, the movement inside the box because he felt as though his team were creating a number of chances but not really uh, converting enough. And uh, he also mentioned there about him being a bit unwell with the, the bug that yeah. was going around the place. So, yeah, when Jota is on top form, there's there's very few who can touch him. They've got so much competition for places. Oh, look, it's just um, part of being a, bit, a big club. You know, we, we're constantly looking to improve the squad, make the squad stronger. Um, and to be fair, I don't think the players, I think the players want that. You know, they they want to be successful. And they know to be successful. They need uh, you know, as long as we're bringing players <coughs> through the door who are going to add to what we're doing. You know, the rest of the group embrace that, and um, that yeah, it provides competition. It provides really good training levels and, 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 you know, keeps everyone on their toes and, and that's the way you get the best performance. Um, and, the, and the players understand that they've embraced that all along and, uh, <clears throat> you know, Tamaki is just the latest addition to that. 
mention Tomoki there, of course, who was paraded at the weekend. That's yeah. what you want as a player. I wanted that. I'm sure Andy was the same. You want competition for places. You know when you go out in that pitch and you're in that starting 11, you need to produce a good performance because if your form slightly dips, you just need to look at the bench or up in the stand um, if you've got a strong squad. And that's what Celtic have got at this moment in time. They've got two players for every position. And I said on Monday, that's mm-hmm. what Rangers haven't got at this moment in time. And that's where they need to go and strengthen and make sure um, that you need to make sure that you're in you're in top form. If you ain't, you're not going to be in that team. The, the other one who I think will make a big um, a big plus in the second part of the season is Haksavanovic. Yeah. He has not played a lot in recent weeks. But again, I, when you look at him in top form, whether he's through the middle, whether he's out wide... I think he's got great skill, great ability, really quick feet. He can make things happen. So not just Jota and Abada and Forrest in those wide areas. You've got Haksabanovic as well. Yeah, he was in the stand at I the mean, weekend. If you think for... about it, you've got Mieda, mm-hmm. Jota, Yakimakis, Kyogo, Forrest, Abada. You've got six players for three positions. Yep. I mean, it's, it's strong competition. What about Iwata? See, he says he's like naturally a number six. Yeah, I think he's yeah. like all of the Japanese players when they come in, Paul. I, honestly, I've got very little knowledge of them. You just look yeah. up their stats and all the rest of it, but I, I, I can't claim to be an expert in Japanese football. I think I probably, like most people, underestimated just how technical they could be, how clever they could be, what an impact they could make at the top level of Scottish football. And, you know, there's what, there's five, five or six of them there now. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think they've added to the, the Scottish game. Yeah, I, I've been impressed. I, I, again, I never knew anything about them. And they've come in, certainly Kyogo and, and Hitati are the two. For me, the best one out of them all was Hitati. Yeah. I think if he continues this sort of form, he's the one that I think Celtic could really struggle to hold on to. Um, I think he's got everything as a midfielder. Yeah, he can get about the pitch, Great passing range as well. Can score a goal from midfield. Um, but you know what you're getting for the Japanese. One, they're fit guys. But technically, that's what I've been very surprised with. Andy, Hatati and Kyogo, loved by the Celtic fans. And actually Maeda now as well. Yeah, I think we were all surprised Kyogo didn't get a spot at the World Cup. Uh, Maeda went there, did well, got a goal. Mm. Um, you know, I think Barry's right. Hatati has been outstanding in the middle of the park you didn't really expect him to and it's left foot and right foot mm. some of his passing which is uh, just so impressive he can score from outside the box I can remember that goal he scored at Tynecastle last season where it was a, it was a rocket as he was driving forward um, and obviously he scored against Rangers as well um, goal scoring midfielders oh, mm. worth their weight uh, am I right in saying he came out of university football yep. at 22 yep that's what Andrew a couple said, of years absolutely. ago. He did, yeah. It's phenomenal, isn't it? And they buck the trend because they're not that tall. Yeah. And yet... No. But very technically uh, superior to, mm. to others. And they've got this level of respect that we haven't got where they come off the pitch and they turn and yeah. they're thankful, they bow, they give a wee bit of thanks. Uh, you're not seeing many Scottish players doing yeah. that. And sometimes if they boot you, you know, they still <laughs> give you a wee bit. Just tell me up, eh? Hattati or Kyogo or yeah. Mieda, they've tackled somebody and they've left their foot in. They're right up to them and making sure they're, they're okay. I'm not sure I would have done that. We're looking forward to the games at the weekend. Rangers playing Sunday against Aberdeen in the League Cup or the Via play 
semi-final and Celtic on Saturday at 5.30. Uh, James was on. The social scene, he loves the 5.30. Said the fans love it, Andy. Do you think 5.30 Saturday, good time for football? Always a good time for football. And I think under the lights, when you get the lights, it's, it adds to it, I think. That's what James was saying. He's bought his tickets for the game at Hamden. Yeah, and a wee yeah. bit of drizzle. The pitch is a bit slick. That's what I love playing night games. Right, here's Sean Batty. Sean, have we got the weather for Saturday? <laughs> yeah, I think we can guarantee drizzle. I met Sean Batty. Did August? you? Yeah. yeah. He's, in Greece. He's still yeah. talking about it. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. I sure did. There's a headline. Barry yeah, Scottish Sean. legend. Exactly. Sean yeah, he, he's magnificent. Of course he is. Yeah. You got a bath yet? We're working on it. And he's supported the Kilt Walk big time. He's done loads of them. So good on Sean Batty. Give us another Scottish player then. I'll throw one at you. Joint top scorer for Scotland, Kenny Dalglish, we mentioned. And Dennis Law, the lawman. The lawman. Man United, Man City. Yeah, well, I didn't Torino. see any of Dennis Law. Yeah. Obviously, you've uh, you've heard all about him. But my other favourite, uh, apart from Kenny, would be Joe Jordan. Because yep. Joe scored in three World Cups, World Cups that I was able to to watch and remember as a a youngster, 74, 78, 82, scored in every one of them. And he he was at Celtic, not I, I wasn't there at the time, but I can remember, you know, speaking to a lot of the players and they really rated uh, Joe as a manager and a coach. I know he had a, a, a wee spell at Hearts as well, but that's right. So uh, he, did. he was there with Liam Brady, wasn't he? Right. Celtic. Yeah. Uh, was it Liam? Yeah. Aye. Might have been, yeah. Yeah. Joe Jordan, do you remember? Yeah. yeah. Derek was at Hearts. Uh, Frank Corner was the assistant. Of course. The late, great Frank. Yep. Yeah. Um, didn't know what you can. The other side of Frank, Frank Corner. Really? I, I remember. Yeah. I was only a kid going in and oh, yeah. I was laughing. Scared of him. Is that right? No scared yeah. of many people, but ah, I was scared yeah. of him. Frank, he, he, he was a coach that. when I was there, Barry, and mm. honestly, he was brilliant. Uh, he could he could be brutal with one or two yeah. players, but he absolutely insisted on you giving everything. And uh, training was a lot better for it. He was. was it, uh, he'd tell you, you were out, out last night, weren't you? Oh, you he was out. a bundle yeah. of energy. He was brilliant. Really liked yeah. Frank. Were you out the night before? No, no, you, it wasn't you. But some of them would get it. Yeah. yeah. Some Roy Aitken, that was a great player that you played well, alongside. Roy, I would say, is the best captain I've played under, and uh, just his will to win. He wanted to be in Roy's team at training. Uh -huh. um, Why? Because he wanted to win everything, and he would batter everyone uh, in sight. And he gave me a few verbals during a game, and it was always with a view to me being better. You know, I, very rarely did I shout back at him because. Nine times out of ten, he was right. Aye, he was bigger <laughs> as well, but nine times out of ten, he was right. And um, he, he'd played alongside so many greats that you always listened to Big Roy. And Barry, of course, you got to know him well at Birmingham City. Yeah, I was with um, Roy Aiken for a, a year. Um, got to bonus. We loved um, playing under him, obviously. Alec was uh, the manager, but brilliant coach, brilliant on the training ground, even in the dress room. He was a brilliant buffer. Mm -hmm between the manager and, and the players. Um, and I was devastated, I remember it, uh, pre-season, going into the second season. Um, he got everybody together and um, he told us he was off to Dubai with David uh, O'Leary. Um, so uh, the boys were absolutely devastated. Um, good coach, training was brilliant. And it was all about um, intensity. Um, giving your all 100% of MD, come off it a wee bit. He was bang on them, um, but no, I, I really enjoyed my team, uh, my time under Roy Aiken. Yeah, good times. We're talking about this in the context of Gareth Bale, 
uh, retiring at 33. And John Hartson and many others said he's the, the greatest ever Welsh international player. Others are saying maybe Ryan Giggs or other others. And we're just talking about it here, Scottish players. So we're not talking about Paul Gascoigne or Brian Loudrup or Henrik Larsson. Although you always can on this program, <laughs> there's no problem about speaking about the great players, but it's great Scottish players over the years who are the best. A number of people coming on. The lawman as well, it was before all our time, but what a player. At Man United, Torino, and then Man City as well. And of course, he came from Aberdeen. They still love him there. He still helps the foundation. He'd, uh, at the Tordry. He's got a statue up there, hasn't he? He has, yeah. He just un yep. unveiled it recently. Indeed, Sir Alex came up That's to right. unveil it. Yep. And Rob was there doing it as well. Well, so, from. Yep. I, I would include my dad, but mm -hmm. maybe uh, Sir Alec, his his uh, generation, Dennis Law would have been undoubtedly the, the top man. man. Yeah, I was the lucky to man, cover yeah. a World Cup with him and he was there. And, Is that uh, the same year as Jim Baxter? Yeah, same era, absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. Late 60s, wasn't it? Mid-late 60s, I suppose. Yeah. Barry shown his age yeah. here. Yeah, of course, the same. Uh, I'm just thinking yeah. back. I mean, a lot of people, because yeah. he was the same number as me at, at Rangers, Jim Baxter. Mm -hmm. I'm like, go and watch videos of him. He was a left pegger, obviously. Um, but again, he was very cultured on the on the ball. Did you have a left bike? Did you use it? Yep, I, I got drilled into me as a young man. Right off the ball. Yep, score, my old man. Scored a few goals with your left. Yeah, I've scored, I did. I scored a few with my left. Can't yep. picture them. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I'll I'll get them yeah. up for you. Give me a minute. I'll do that during the break. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. Of course, there's football this Friday evening in the Premiership and there's games, obviously, on Saturday as well. Friday evening, Hearts against St Mirren. Barry, what about the performance of St Mirren? They've got two games in hand and if they win against Hearts, and I know it's a big if, but um, they are doing brilliantly, aren't they, under Stevie Robinson? Yeah, they were one of the teams that I fancied um, to be in a relegation mm -hmm. battle. Um, I think their home form's been excellent, yeah. no doubt about that. Their away form's been a bit iffy. Um, and that's something I'm sure Stevie Robinson will be wanting to change. A tough game going to Tynecastle. I, I think for me, Hearts clearly uh, finishing in third easily. I think they've got the best, the best squad out with um, Celtic and, and Rangers. But in terms of St Mern, um what a good season they're, they're having. And Andy, if they were to win the two games in hand, and I know it's a big if because one of them is against Hearts, they would be one point better than Hearts at the moment. What a it, job he's doing. It's extraordinary. I, I, like Barry, I had him in my, my bottom Did two, yeah. along with St Johnston. So it just mm -hmm. uh, yeah, St Johnston it just shows you what uh, what can what can turn around towards the end of last season. You couldn't see either club mm -hmm. uh buying a win. St Johnston, of course, getting into the playoffs, but they too have been magnificent. I think the biggest game of the weekend in the league is Motherwell Ross County. Yeah. Oh. If if Ross County win that, they go level on mm -hmm. points. With um, Dundee United and possibly Dundee United. I know being a, yeah, a former sure. Motherwell player, you obviously watched yeah. the game. Um, I, I expected Motherwell to beat Hibs at the weekend. I was so disappointed in Motherwell. Yeah, Especially well, being at home. Obviously, the, they've not been in great form. Defensively, Barry, they were awful. Yeah. I mean, credit to Nisbet, and I know he's sharp, mm -hmm. but some of the defending was, was really poor. Yep. And this is going to be a real test of your, needs, your bottle at the weekend. Stevie needs um, a few players in yeah. January to help him out. Um, look, they, at times I've watched them previous and they've played some nice stuff. I watched the, the Muddle Commander game where they're, they're, they're cruising 2-0 yeah. against Commander, yeah. And obviously, 
they get a um, they drop two points. But I was expecting more from Motherwell. I mean, I watched Stevie Hamill's interview after it, and you could see he's he's worried. Tough um, times, really yeah. tough times. I think you're right. They need an injection of of uh, something just to get them going. But uh, he's also a rookie manager. This is his sure. first season. Yeah. You're up against mm. Malky Mackay. He must have I don't know three, four hundred games under his belt. He's but, Houdini, isn't he? But speaking to him yeah. when they played Rangers, can he buy a goal? Yeah, they, mm. they're actually playing a lot of good stuff, creating chances. Just can he score? Mm. So. Um, that's a big pressure one. Yeah. For um, Motherwell, one win in the eleven games. Yeah. And you could just, hear the fans, but obviously I was yeah. watching it on the, the the TV yeah. and and the fans were uh, grumbling quite a bit during the game. They they didn't seem too happy as as well. But hopefully it gets back because look, Steve Hamill, I played against him. I, I've bumped into him a couple of times. You want to see young managers do well, and yeah. and, and it's his club, you know. Yeah, you want to see. Him hopefully he's well. given. A wee bit of money to go and bring a few players in and he's given a bit of time. Bobby's been on asking the St Mirren fans saying he's worried about Erehon could be going during the transfer window and how badly do you both feel that would affect St Mirren? Well, again, St Mirren, just a really modest budget. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Bacchus is the one that you look at who might bring them in uh, a bit of money. He played at the World Cup, uh, did well. Uh, I know that there are some clubs looking at him but uh, what Stevie Robinson has done there has just been absolutely terrific. So um, if everything goes, it's a big blow for, for any club in the in that position in the league who don't have a, a huge squad. Injuries, suspensions, and if your your better players are, are picked off, you, you better hope that it's done You know this week so that you've got a bit of time to, to maybe add to your squad. And Barry, the budgets are so different. I take it second and first division clubs in England can compete. Yeah, I, I think it's Forrest Green that are in yeah. for him. Um, and, and listen, Simon can't compete mm -hmm. with the money on offer um, down there. Erehon's a, a, a player that, a bonus we have watched him for a couple of years now, and he's, he's a good size for a midfielder. Um, right. And he can handle the ball, he can handle the physical side of it. And I'm not, I'm not surprised that there's, there's certain clubs in for him. Bacchus as well. Um, I like him, he's a good ball player. I see Rangers might be interested in, in him as well. So St Man will be... I'll be worried this window because when clubs like St Man do well, there's always going to be teams looking after their players. What do you think of Bacchus if you were I like Rangers? Him. Yeah. I, I do mm. like him. Um, Would he be good enough I for didn't Rangers? know too much about him until Big Oz obviously mm -hmm. spoke to me about him and said, listen, when you see this boy, he's a, he's a decent football player. Uh, the only thing is, can he worry the can he handle the physical side of the, the game here? But he seems to handle that side it no problem and again when I've watched it Mun, he's a player that's that stood out certainly is yeah I like him too I think he's got a lot to offer uh, whether Rangers want to want to take him you know some of the players that I've seen Joel Nubley I haven't yeah. seen anyone give Carter Vickers as hard a time this season in the Scottish Premiership as Nubley did I know he's not got a great goal scoring record but for a guy of his size great skill great ability he's maybe playing in a new position as a as a main striker um, this season doesn't have a great goal scoring record but uh, on his day and he scored uh, against Rangers first game of the season um, he, he's a player that could play for a bigger club yeah I, I was at that game and um, he gave Rangers a lot of time what, didn't he? Oh, he was, especially in the first half yeah. it was Golson and Suter they right. were playing it and they just couldn't handle him um, and, and he's a player again he's come up for the lower leagues 
Um, David Martindale obviously loaned him out he was at Arbroath done really well for six months there but again he's another player that when you watch him he's certainly got um, decent ability and you can see um, that there's a few clubs and don't be surprised if there's a few clubs that are going to come in and, and try entice him away from Livingston I think it can work you know Celtic Rangers going to other clubs in the, in the Scottish Premiership you look at Celtic who took Greg uh, Taylor for Kilmarnock mm-hmm. Arguably one of their better players of this season, David Turnbull from Motherwell, who has done really well. Obviously, um, that was before Ange Postecoglou's time, but you know it can work. You sure. get you get some and you get a lift by playing against uh, better players every day in training. We, we were talking about that on Monday, um, Andy. You, you look at Rangers maybe looking for a striker. A caller come in and says about Kevin Nisbet, about um, Shankland. Yep. And we look back maybe 10, 15 years ago, went for Chris Boyd for 400 grand. We signed him. Good he goals he scored. He was all right. <laughs> <laughs> average. Uh, I don't want him. Yeah. Average. Yeah, exactly. And Scott McDonald, yeah. I think yeah. it was half go. a million pound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Celtic signed him, scored a few goals. And I always like to see players yeah. get the opportunity mm-hmm. to go to a, a Rangers or Celtic. And then you look last season, my nephew going away, Doy get Hibs yeah. going away. Well, Barry, I moved from Motherwell to Celtic, and I yep. remember thinking I need to improve mm-hmm. every day at training mm-hmm. just to compete. Because the level. Yeah. Well, you had Tam Burns, you had Roy Aitken, uh, you had Paul McStay, uh, you had Pat Bonner, would signed uh, Mick McCarthy, uh, and there was just an intensity to the training and a, a level of quality that mm-hmm. I just wasn't used to. And if you 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 need to pick it up quickly just to to get a game. So could Kevin Nisbet make that? I think jump? they can step up. I, mm-hmm. I do. I, I think if they're given the opportunity, I mean, I. I I've watched Kevin Nisbet and Andy would have watched him as well and I love the story I think he got let go by Partick Thistle and he went down to League One yep. scored goals League One Championship he's come up to Hibs um, done really well got a serious injury out for 10 months and I thought his, his goals in Sunday um, his third goal especially Yeah, loved Very the good. finish loved it and I think Shanklin for me he's a, an out and out goal scorer he's a penalty box striker which I think it's fading away in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, number nines want to come and look good and link up. That's great, but I want my number nine inside the, yeah, the penalty he, box. He's not like Morelos. I think Rangers need... Uh, if if Morelos is going, they need something similar, someone you can hang your hat on as the undisputed number one. Shanklin, to me, is a bit like Cholak, just a pure goal scorer. Cholak mm-hmm. has got a good uh, record. You give him service in and around the box, he'll score as he's already shown, but... Um, Rangers need mm. uh, see, they need signings same only worry about Show like I've been watching him he, he'll not come and link up Andy <coughs> he doesn't like that side yeah, of the game and game. I think yep. I'm looking at a guy like Shanklander but I'm not saying Rangers should go and sign him but I think they've improved that side of their game where when Morelos comes in he likes to drop in and, and he can obviously play with the midfield and link up really well I do think it's important that they do get a penalty box striker but also somebody who can handle the ball and you also need John Souter who came from Hearts he's got international experience as well you just need him to stay fit and he surely will improve uh, or, or even you know just make the competition for places at the back a yeah. bit better I, I think he's good enough Johnny's obviously had a couple of serious injuries we all know that I mean, if you rupture Achilles that's serious but that just shows you the mental strength the boy's got to come back for the injuries and I can see now that he's he's obviously in full tilt he's training with the squad 
He's in. Um, he's training every single day. So hopefully we'll see him in the next couple of weeks. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney, and Andy Walker. As we look forward to the weekend and looking forward to what's happening in the transfer window, and also we're looking through Friday evening's game, Hearts against St Mirren, and then the games on Saturday: Hibs Dundee United, Motherwell against Ross County. Andy described it as match of the day. Uh, which many people would agree with. Stephen was on the other night, a Motherwell fan, just saying Van Veen needs support up front. And St. Johnson against Livingston. And then the big games at the weekend, Celtic against Kilmarnock Saturday. And then the Cup semi-final, Rangers against Aberdeen on Sunday. News is next and then we're back. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Let's go right back onto the lines then. Paul, a Rangers fan, is on. Good evening, Paul. Yeah, evening, Paul. Evening, Barry. And, um... and Andy. Andy, sorry. Hi, <laughs> Paul. Yeah. Paul, what's in your mind? What's in your mind tonight? I well, listen. It was your um, other pundit normally it's on um, John Hartson. I do a bit of umbrage with. I seen his uh, comments um, in the show yesterday. I just had to make a wee phone call in um, as a Rangers fan. As a massive supporter and big fan of Alan McGregor. Um, so the guy's massive in my books. He's up there with the the best of them and I put in people like you no know, legends like Andy Gorham and people like that. Yeah. Um you no know, Rangers over the years I could go through a list of names, Chris Woods, Andy Gorham, the goalie, um Anthony Emmy, maybe never played a prominent role, um but still a great keeper. Mm-hmm. Stefan Cross. Rangers have been littered over the years with fabulous keepers. And um I'm gonna have to pick out a few examples. Barry will know this. Where did Bremen in the I think quarter finals? Yep. The UEFA Cup 2008. You can only look on YouTube to see the save he made. Um, when we won the league there, we only conceded 13 goals in that whole campaign, just to remind John. Um, 13 goals we conceded. And I'll tell you what, McGregor, there was a few of the games that was 1-0, and there was a few players in 1-1 with McGregor. And um, he saved us a number of points there. The league Griffiths shot onto the post at the Old Firm game. So I could go through examples after examples. At the end of the day, I'm defending him because I think John needs to remember Rangers have been decimated by injuries, particularly at centre-back. Um, and Alan can only do, in my opinion, he can only do... He needs to support the defence as well. You know, any goalkeeper is based in the back the back four as well. Um, and you were asking him to do... We were in the Champions League. We weren't probably prepared for the Champions League in Matthew. Um, and to get okay. there was just a... A massive momentum. Right. So that, that to, was my point. Okay, Paul, come back to you in a second. To put it into context, last night, Barry, it was the interview with the manager, Michael Beale, just ahead of the game when he said John McLaughlin was in. Why is he in? And he indicated that... Cross the, balls. The cross balls. So I asked John what he thought of that. That was the context of it. Yeah, listen, I can only give you my opinion in terms of what I think about Alan McGregor as a goalkeeper. He's the best goalkeeper I've played with. Full stop, and I've played with some unbelievable keepers, Stefan Claus, Brad Friedel, Joe Hart. Yeah. I can go on, Ben Foster, I can go on and on, and I'm talking that they're top yeah. class mm. goalkeepers. For me, he's the best goalkeeper. It's never been his strong point, cross balls, um, but if you'd ask my honest opinion, who the best goalkeeper at Rangers at this moment in time yeah. and who should be playing, I would pick Alan McGregor. Yeah. And it was in the context of the cross balls. Yeah. I was surprised when and I seen manager. that before the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, obviously the big surprise was McLaughlin was in and 
in, yeah. instead of Alan McGregor um, and then they asked him the reason why it was because he thinks Dundee United are going to throw a lot of balls into the box and he felt at that time that John McLaughlin was was better for, for that job um, and I would I would disagree I, I think listen Griggs is not amazing at cross balls but um, he's not the worst Andy what did you think when you heard the question good question it and was the yeah. Luke, Luke Shanley did well just to get that wee bit extra out of him and uh, it, it sort of made you you know take note mm. of what, what, he, what he was thinking what he was in his head and I think it's maybe typical of Michael Beale because he gives you he gives you more than most, I think, in terms of a, a bit of detail. I don't know whether he'll still be that if they if they lost a, a game or two, but um I mean I remember asking Ali McCoyst in a during a Celtic Rangers game who who he thought was better, because at that time McGregor was just outstanding. But I think he had Andy Gorham just a wee bit ahead of McGregor. How would you feel though if you're Alan McGregor and you hear that the manager has said that about John McLaughlin's qualities over his. Yeah, I know how exactly Griggs will react. He'll not go and make a song and dance about it. He'll just go out there and train even harder and try and get back into the starting eleven. He's not that type of guy. Um, look, he'll be disappointed. He'll, he'll not be happy. Is course. it a position that Michael Beale needs to look at? I think uh, that's whether Alan's going to return. No, the talk last year was what's going to happen. Is he going to stay on? I, I thought he still had um, a bit of mileage left in the tank Griggsy and I still believe Andy that he's the number one um, I was surprised that he never played he's uh, still the better keeper yes. but I just wonder whether Michael Beale's thinking, thinking well his age and maybe John McLaughlin's not my undisputed number one mm -hmm. McCrory's maybe a bit too young Maybe it's a position I need to look at seriously. See, Bobby McCrory is injured. I think it's only for a few weeks. But yeah, he needs to yeah. go out and play, but yeah. He, yeah. he needs to go. Uh, he's potentially got it to play in the Rangers first team, but Andy will tell you, he needs to go and play games of football in a first team environment, week in, week out, um, and learn his trade. Um, there's no doubt in the future he could be a Rangers goalkeeper. John McLaughlin, I think, is a very good goalkeeper. I do. But Alan McGregor's top class in, in my opinion but I think he may be looking at the, the future is Alan going to retire at the end of the season I'd probably think he probably will this time do you? Um, yeah next yeah, four months I was unsure because yeah. you asked mm -hmm. me last year and I was yeah. unsure I, I don't want to annoy him and keep asking uh, him yeah. he's obviously got it's a hard decision because they're, they're your best days Andy playing it's a big yeah. decision mm -hmm. for him um, but I still think this moment in time he is the best goalkeeper at the club Paul can we ask you something everyone agrees here Alan McGregor the best goalkeeper at Rangers what about Philip Hollander there's reports today he could be on his way to Malmo what do you think of Hollander I know we've not seen him this season but Paul what do you feel about the defender uh, I thought he's got he's built, no, a quite physical type of um, defender which I quite like and I think we need that but he's been quite injury prone if I'm being honest with you it's not just the only injury I think he's had a couple before that so I think possibly, yeah, maybe looking at maybe something new there. Um, ben Davies and John Suter. Um, no, I've phoned in before and talked about Porties. Um, yeah. Maybe at the back. You know, that's my type. I think they do a bit more of a Scottish identity with players like that. Mm -hmm. So I would have you like your Kevin Nisbets up front and maybe Porties at the back and whatnot. Maybe just, as I said, a bit more identity. Um, go back to the old. Yeah, yeah old Paul, Paul Porteous has already said that he wants to play in a different league. I think he wants a different challenge. It looks as though, if he doesn't go abroad, it looks as though he, he would have a, 
a club or two to choose from in the, the championship in England but you know the same was said of Scott McKenna when he left Aberdeen they went to Forest and he got promotion to the Premier League and you know he played international football so you can you can still make that step up to the, the higher league by going to the championship but if Rangers came calling Andy your big contract listen I think yeah. he, I think he's good enough to play there mm. I like his range of passing yeah. I, I like his attitude the only thing you, you want to get out of his game is that sure. just that element of stupidity where he gets involved uh, the way that Morelos did in his early time at Rangers just getting involved in daft things that's what you want to get out of his game Barry what do you feel about Philip Hollander um, good defender just injury prone Paul um, and I don't know if he would get back into the, the starting 11. Um, I thought he'd done a good job when he was fit, no doubt about it, but he's not played enough games. At this moment in time, I think the the first choice pairing is Golston and, and Davies, and Souter and Leon King are the backups and need to fight again to that um, centre-back role. In terms of Portis, it's funny, I, I always liked him, but it was the stupid side of the game. Look, we've all done stupid things in the pitch. It just annoyed me at times. Thinking, what, what, what are you doing there? Because there's so much potential. Again, I'll go back to the game I watched on Sunday. I thought he was outstanding on Sunday mm-hmm. at centre back, and then he moved into that holding midfield role. Yeah, and he's tackled that set up the third goal, just winning a loose ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it set them away. Yeah, it's just right? a simple mm-hmm. thing. It's simple ball wide, and yep. obviously cross in for yeah. another player that's um, that I've taken a, a link to is, is Kevin Nisbet. Sure. There's good players in Scotland, and I would like to see them stay but listen other countries and other leagues have got more money than than um, the clubs in this country Paul thanks for that call let's move on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors you're speaking tonight to Andy Walker and Barry Ferguson Connor is on the line uh, in the Glasgow area Connor good evening evening Paul evening Barry evening Andy Hi, Connor. How you doing? Connor what are you feeling you're a Rangers fan what are you thinking yeah listen I'm, I'm... At this moment in time, quite positive on things. I think, uh, in terms of the squad, look, there's going to be changes um, in, in time to come. Obviously, we're talking about like, McGregor and stuff like that. He's a fantastic keeper, but I think he will be retired after this year, so we have to look to the future as well. Ideally, we'll get somebody in, maybe in this window or in the summer, um, that will either become the number one keeper or will be a backup to John McLaughlin if he's the number one. Um, I think this weekend, though, um, which my main point is about I think is vital because my opinion is the Cups are where it's at for us now um, look you never want to give up in the league and I'm not saying it's impossible but Celtic aren't looking like they're going to drop many points even just now when they're not maybe at their blistering best they're still getting wins they're still getting points at the tail end of games where they're finding goals in the last minutes when you think they're, they're just about dead and buried um, as we possibly did a couple of weeks ago when we played them so in that respect, I think if we can go and get a cup double this season, that would be that'd be terrific for me. Um, and I think Aberdeen will be a tough opponent, but we beat them up at Petodre. We know the threat they've got, but we also know that defensively Aberdeen can be got at. And that, that's the big thing for me on the Sunday is making sure that we, we do that. Because the way the defence is just now, I think Goldson and Davies are working well together as a partnership I think it's only Celtic has actually scored against that partnership at centre-back just now um, but there's still feel easier there's still that fragility about us in defence so I think we need to go and get a couple of goals ideally early enough in the game and just settle the nerves 
over the occasion because um, we remember what happened last year in the League Cup final against Hibs and it was not pretty um, so we have to go and write that wrong uh, but in general I'm actually yep. right now since Michael Beals came in this is as confident as happy as I've felt throughout most of the season um, with how things have been kind of going recently yep. Barry what are you thinking? Seems a long time since the semi-final last year I know it was earlier it was November time and it was under Stephen Gerrard he'd just gone wasn't it anyway what are you thinking for the cup I, I told you it's a must win they need yeah. to give themselves an opportunity to win the final on the 26th of February I think that's when the final is um, and they need to respect who they're coming up against because I think Aberdeen will come down here and make it difficult but um, I don't think there's much to fear if Rangers attitude is spot on Rangers have, have got more than enough to take care of Aberdeen but they need to make sure the attitude's um, spot on. Andy, what about this man? Here's Michael Beale speaking about one of the scorers at the weekend, Fashion Sakala. At half-time, I had to say to him, don't complicate it. And a couple of times he was a bit frustrated. He was taking it too close to people. He's that fast that he just needs to uh, get things done quickly. And it, it's a great finish. He, he sort of sets it up for himself on the volley. And I'm pleased with Malik as well, getting in the, in the box and scoring the second goal. Again, uh, James Tavernier passing and running. And uh, the ricochet comes to uh, Malik and he finishes well. And it was a great start to the second half. And after that, I thought we were very comfortable. We was able to manage the time well in the game and get the clean sheet. And so I'm pleased with that. It's, it's three away wins at difficult places. And uh, that's a sign of progress, I think. Andy, they'll have to come out not the way they did against Dundee United at the weekend. Yeah, I just my, my uh, mind goes back to the brilliant game that we covered pre-Christmas up at Pataudry where Rangers were getting beat 2-1 and 90 minutes had been played but they still managed to find something with a couple of Scott Arfield goals but Aberdeen do have players that can trouble Rangers I, I like Duke, I like Miofsky I like Ramadani in the middle of the park, Barron um, I know Rangers won that game but Aberdeen played well Aberdeen had a right good goal um, so it's at Hamden Barry's talking about the the game a, a few years ago where Lewis Ferguson got the winner so they, they will have experience of you know a, a, an upset if you like and they've got the players to, to make chances so um, that's going to be a much tighter game I think than the one on Saturday between Celtic and Kilmarnock We mentioned uh, John Suter obviously he's not going to be ready for this game Connor, but you feel that will make it. Will will he come back into the side? But you like Goldson obviously working there alongside now Ben Davies. Yeah, <clears throat> listen, I think he'll be competing for for the places, but I don't think he he'll come straight back in because I think Davies is starting to to play quite well. Um, him and Goldson are building up a partnership, and to be fair, we we suit our. He, he's a player that frustrates me because he's the kind of player that when he and it's unfortunate, but when he picks up an injury. He's out for months. It's not he's not somebody who maybe picks up a week ago and he's out for a couple of weeks. He's always out long term with his injuries. And to me, <laughs> if you're going to build a challenge eventually towards taking the title off Celtic possibly next season, I just don't think players that are as injury prone as that can you can afford to have. So for me he'll come back in, he'll get a chance again, of course he will. Um but whether you could justifiably drop Ben Davies at this moment in time for him, I just I don't think you could. Um, Barry, your take on that? In my opinion, it was a no-brainer for Rangers to, to sign him on a free transfer. Yep. Um, I know his injury problems previous been out for um, a lengthy time in each occasion, but if you're getting a player of that quality, I know he's got the background of the injury injuries um, 
I, I just thought Rangers had to had to take the the chance on him. Unfortunately, he's been injured again. But hopefully, we, he's back. He's been back for a couple of weeks. I heard Mike, Michael Beal speaking about him that he's full contact. He's been training with the team day in day out. So now, hopefully, that's the the end of his injury problems. And he listen, he's got a fight in his hands now because mm. that partnership has certainly made a difference um, to the Rangers team. Um, so he'll need to make sure he'll need to bide his time um, to get his chance but I'm just happy to see him getting back and training day in day out because I do think he's a he's a very yeah. good player um, John Suter I spoke at length with Lee McCulloch about him he's he seen him day in day out and he says he's got everything um, just need to keep Stay him fit that, that's yeah. the issue you've got with John Suter but I just thought it was a no-brainer for Rangers to take the option up on him I think the interesting thing for Rangers fans this window is what is the spend that Michael Beale has we all know how difficult it was for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and this is post qualification for the for the Champions League and he wasn't given uh, money to sign players now I don't know whether they were going off the manager at that time but he got them into the Champions League he's won them a, a, a Scottish Cup I totally get it that the level of football at Ibrox wasn't wasn't great and they made the change but what is so different now with Rangers that they would be able to give Michael Beale I'm not saying absolute fortunes but significant uh, money to make a difference I don't think he would have took the job unless he knew I, I don't know if they'll get a big budget for this January I think he'll get a decent enough budget um, I think the, the big rebuild or the movement of players will be the summer I think one or two in this January window, but I don't think he would have, have took the chance. And I also like the fact is that he is the one that's going to be making the decisions on players. Now, it's all great in having a director of football. They can go away and do the contract side of things, but listen, the decision should always come down to the manager, in my opinion. He's the one that coaches him. He's the one that picks the team. And the feeling I get for Michael Beale is he makes a final decision or he tells them the players that he wants to come in. Does that mean that Gio didn't have that same power, influence? Well, hopefully I'll be seeing him in a couple of months and things have died down and I'll be able to get the truth out of him. With Gio? Yeah. Bring him on the programme. <laughs> uh, and Ryan Kent, is he back, Andy, would you say? He's getting back close to what he was. And I guess what I'm asking is, do you think he'll... And we don't know. Barry, I think the last time I asked him... I think I've seen a difference. It'd be yeah. interesting to see. But Andy's yeah. obviously at the games live. Mm. I do think I've seen a, a, a difference in him. Look... I thought he was one thing about Mandy previous with his form wasn't good. One thing you can't label against Ryan Kent was his effort in terms of his work rate for his his team. Just that bit in the final third that wasn't coming off for him. He wasn't scoring goals. I, I just see the difference since Michael Beals come in. Maybe because he knows them, he goes back a long time from Liverpool days. But I see a difference in Ryan Kent. He's a match winner against anyone. But mm -hmm. the big question is: is he? Has Michael Beal convinced them? To stay, I mean, if you get Ryan Kent to stay, that's a that's a huge boost. Rangers fans would would love that. But if he doesn't, if he goes in this window, if yeah. he signs a pre-contract, um, I think that's a blow for every Rangers supporter. Connor, you'd like him to stay? I would absolutely love him to stay because yeah, I think Ryan Kent, he is starting to hit that form again. I think against Celtic, he, he produced a moment of magic that. And, and I'm sure you guys will hear me, he hasn't done often enough sure. um, in recent mm. times, but it, it was, you know, what you're looking for. It's exactly what he should be doing. And I think if we lose him, it's a big hole to fill because that quality he's got 
Plus, I think he wants to achieve more. Surely, a, a, a one league title and one cup isn't going to be enough to satisfy him that he's he's done enough. Good point, Barry. Yeah, but I, I I'm just watching him in the last six games, and I see a bit of freedom in his play. Uh, under Gio, he was Gio was very four three three, and you stay in your positions. I think under Michael Beal, there's a bit of movement, a bit of interchanging. He can drop deep to collect the ball. We can drive at players, and I think he's starting to really enjoy that formation or the role within the, the Rangers team so yeah for me I think if if he went in January the summer that well he's a you, huge game changer yep. well he was 7 million yep. so he was probably Rangers most creative player um, mm-hmm. you had Morelos scoring goals they're the two big ones who you, you don't know where the future lies. The likelihood is that one or maybe both of them are away in the next six months. Connor, thanks for that call. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Go, 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 go. go Radio Football Show, Barry Ferguson. Listen, you can't yeah. beat Costco. Love it. <laughs> OK, other places oh, are yeah. available. I think quite a few of the players have been seen there. I don't know what I'm missing. Recent times. We don't, Andy, yeah, maybe just not invited. Not invited. <laughs> another place I'm banned for. <laughs> Andy Walker <laughs> will add to it before the end of the season, surely. Um, yeah, we're just looking today. No, nothing controversial at the moment. I wasn't really trying to get a Rami with you two. Who won the Rami with him and Chris Boyd? Because I missed that bit on it on the programme at the weekend. I'm not scared to say it. Listen, yeah, no. um, I've known Boyd a long time. Yep. I've got to know Andy. For me, I agreed with, with Andy. Andy. I'm, I'm just giving my honest opinion when I was watching the game. And when I listened to Michael Beale says that he was really happy with the performance, mm. I thought the first half, they had the ball, but then United did a couple of opportunities, uh, opportunities to to score in that, that game. And I just thought they were 2-1 paced. He's obviously gave him a kick up the backside at halftime. Mm. And they came out and they were moving the ball. One, two, touch. They looked a lot sharper, a lot quicker. And when Morelos, uh, they change at half time. Unfortunately, Sholak picked up an injury. Yep. But I just think it's one of those strange stats, uh, Barry, that uh, Rangers are by far and away the the team in Scotland that score more goals in the second half mm-hmm. than anyone else. Right. Just one of those. What he brings, you, he brings a presence. <clears throat> but they were talking about Morelos. Yeah. And I just believe that he brings a presence. He might not have Absolutely. the best of games, right? But you know what? If he's playing against two centre-halves or three centre-halves, they know they're in a game. He occupies them and he creates space for, for the other other players. And um, Listen, people can disagree. I'm just giving you my if opinion. Goes, if Michael Beale can get him yeah. back on side, and I know he's shown him a lot of love. You can hear that with, oh, he's, he's one of these types of players. He's, he's maybe, I don't know, big boned or whatever, but... I still think he can look leaner, sharper. He did have a wee bit of hunger about him at the weekend. I thought that's that's exactly what you need in any striker, but he has looked a lot uh, leaner in recent years. And what did Chris actually say? No, we were just debating the, the qualities. The merits that, of uh, Yeah, the merits yeah. of yeah. him and uh, whether he's going to stay or go. You can see the cameras following him and the director stays with it. When Morelis comes on, there's a buzz. You yeah. can tell. Just even yeah. just watching yeah, that switch the back on. Leaves a wee bit yeah. on the, the centre backs or whatever. As long as he doesn't go over the score, like, I don't mind that. You know what I mean? He's he's got that mischief side about him. I think he's got better. Um, I mean, if you're going back two or three seasons ago, he was getting sent off for silly things. But you listen, could also see Barry um, McMahon Edwards 
they knew they were up against a totally different player mm, right. yeah. than Cholak. Yeah. Uh, Cholak was not involved in uh, in getting anything physical at all. I mean, even that chance Sakala had that Barrichetti saved, it was yeah. Morelos' muscle. You know, just and Barisic yeah. loves some being in the box because there's someone he can he can find. There's someone who might yeah. move for it. And Sakala brought out a great save for the he, keeper. He just changed the game. He's a player. He frustrates me, mm. Morelos. Because I, I think that everybody thinks you can get you can get more out of him. Mm. Whether that's looking after yourself better or training harder or, or whatever. Because I, honestly, I think I think he's a very good centre forward. Um, and when he's on his game, he's a real, real handful. This weekend, the referees for the game. So for the semi-final with Celtic, it's Willie Collum. He's in charge. And the VAR boss is Greg Aitken and then for Rangers it's Nick Walsh on the pitch as referee and Alan Muir on VAR duty Andy we touched on it on Monday night with Barry let's hope that we're not talking VAR Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday don't don't mind a bit of controversy yeah. but uh, VAR has dominated in recent weeks to the extent where you look at it and you think I mean it's obviously it's here to stay and I sure. do think it will get better but it's added more controversy to our game this season. You came in here like the honourable member for VAR because you'd been at the session, you know, with Crawford yeah. Allen. And I loved it. It was great to get the insight and how yeah. it works. And I remember you saying there was something about light touch that would try and, yeah, supposed to keep the game going. And then up until the World Cup, it just seemed to be stop, stop, stop. And too long at times, three, four minutes. Yeah. And that's what people can't understand. We're, we're still getting a bit yeah. of that. And that's why I, I think it can still improve. I liked the use of VAR at the World Cup because it was it was very little. I know that down south they've asked to, to go with uh, the referee's view that's on the pitch and if they are looking at things, they're looking at things for, for just a few seconds. They're not, they're not trying to find some sort of offence and uh, we'll always have controversy but uh, right now there's an element of hysteria around VAR. Is that a fair word, Barry? Hysteria around VAR? Yep, I was all for it to come in. Um, now it's in, I'm a bit, <laughs> I, I'm unsure. I, I'm like, Andy, like some of the things that have went on and yeah. I think you've commentated in a couple of games and I've so heard you say it. Barry, honestly. That's three or four minutes that's passed by. I mean, that, that, that should be a decision made within 30 seconds, in my opinion, some of them. I think I've watched. You, yeah. you would love to hear what all the clubs are going to say mm. if indeed there is going to be a summit with the clubs and the SFA and the referees and all the rest of it. I think every club might be able to highlight some shocking uh, decisions. Um, and it would it, be great to, to hear what they've all got to say, every club. Could we do what rugby does and let us hear the talk back between and VAR? VAR. Well, and I, the, and I, the hear, I hear the VAR. I don't hear the referee. I hear the VAR down south. You you don't hear the referee mm -hmm. uh, on the pitch, and so it, it's just giving you as a broadcaster a heads up that they're they're looking at at something. Um, and sometimes you you don't know what you need a you need an explanation uh, yourself. So um, yeah, I'd love to know what all the clubs think about it now because you know it's the clubs that that wanted uh, to bring it in. It was the clubs that were driving to to bring this in, and they, of course they brought it in mid season, which caused a bit of a, a stir we mentioned some of the greatest Scottish players in the context of Gareth Bale was he Wales greatest uh, player ever uh, a name you touched on earlier Jim Baxter before our time but he played in that Scotland win against England in 67 when we crowned ourselves world champions because England had won it um, just the year before and I see his jersey 
from that is going up for auction next month. They reckon it will uh, go for about £60,000. Slim Jim Baxter, what a player. He was at Wraith Rovers, then at Rangers. And, you know, for me as well, it's legend people would speak about him. Lucky enough to meet him later on. He was, because he would still be at Ibrox when we were covering the games, Barry. He was there for many, many years and an absolute gentleman. But what a player. And people, I mean, England, he controlled that game uh, against the, the old enemy at Wembley. It was a Gallus element yeah. to his yes. uh, play. Uh, I, I didn't see him play, but obviously I had my dad uh, talking about him. And um, I remember uh, I played against Sandy Jardin when he was at Hearts, but of course he's uh, sure. one of the big names uh, at uh, Rangers. And I always remember Sandy being very kind because a friend, friend of our family uh, had died and he'd played for Rangers Sorry, he was in a photograph with Rangers. He'd signed for Rangers, never played a game. But there was a team photograph and he was next to some of the Rangers greats. And actually Sandy uh, dug it out and I sent it on to the family who really appreciated that message. Ali wrote a lovely um, a lovely letter. He was manager at the time. And uh, it was just offering a bit of support to the family. So... Um, yeah, Sandy yeah, was one what of the a player. greats yeah. as well. Because eh? I'm going to ask you about another great fullback, Sandy Jardin, again before your time, but what a player. Yeah, but yeah. I've seen him every single day. Yeah. Uh-huh. He, he was involved. <laughs> um, it was like a kind of player li- liaison. Yeah. Um, when when I was at, at Rangers, if a, a new player would be signing, he would mm-hmm. go and take them round about, see houses or apartments or, or, or whatever. And um, yeah, he was well thought of. They named a stand after him. Um, yeah. It just shows you what... What he was thought of um, at Rangers. Scotland had two amazing fullbacks with Sandy Jardin. What are you going to say? Yep. And I was trying to be funny there, but I won't be. I can't be. You've heard the show. Danny McGrain. Well, Danny, I met Danny a, a few times, even just as a young uh, Celtic fan, got my picture uh, taken with him, went to see him numerous times. Then he had that horrible injury. Then he discovered he was, he was diabetic. Um, and always remember playing... <laughs> Playing in a, it was a, just as I'd retired and there was a game at, at Celtic Park and we were playing Liverpool. Uh, we were raising funds for, yeah. for charity and Danny was looking after the team and I was playing. And, uh, you know, I came in at half time and I, I was shaking my head. My touch was poor, Barry, you know, and I was giving the ball away. And Danny came in and he said, Andy, don't worry about it. Anyone can have a bad career. <laughs> That's typical. So, he, uh, yeah. he just killed you with, with one line. He was uh, he was fabulous company. One of the best ever attacking fullbacks. One of the early ones, wasn't he? Yeah, I, and I saw him at the I saw him at the start of the season. Actually, he was mm-hmm. going in to do Celtic were playing Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. So I saw him then, and uh, we're just chatting about uh, old times and some of the old old faces. He's always great company. He sure is. More names of some of the great Scottish players and uh, many more to come. Who are the new ones coming in? Um, that were anyone we'd think about? Billy Gilmore, we would have said a year ago, but Barry, at the moment, it's just not happening for such yeah, a talented midfielder. Uh, you know how I spoke about yeah, Billy when him. he broke onto yeah. the scene. Loved the way he, he caressed a ball and he ran a game of football. He's probably the last year um, since a loan move to, to Norwich. Um, he's, his career's stalled at this moment in time I'd probably say um, look you don't lose it he just needs to get a run of games he's now at Brighton he's not played that much I watched a game I think it was last week or the week before where he, he did okay so hopefully this is the start of Billy playing week in week out 
um, get a run of games because there's there's no doubt he's um, he's got excellent football ability. He sure has. And Andy Ben Doak, Celtic now at Liverpool. Is well, he one for the future? Yeah, he's the one with all the potential. He's the one they're all raving about for someone of that age. Saw a little clip of him, you know, doing a a, a little trick when he played for Liverpool against I think it was Villa, and uh, yeah, he just he he looks the part. There's a level of maturity at that age that I sometimes think wow because I mean I remember as a 16, 17 year old nowhere near being able to play at that level yeah I mean funny you mention him I think it was Will, Liverpool Wolves at Wolves yep, yep last week and they come on and, and Liverpool were struggling at that time I think Wolves just got back into the game and you look at the Liverpool bench there was guys who have played hundreds of games not Klopp brought on Ben Doak and he's one of the guys you could see right away when he came on the pitch he was demanding the ball for such a, a guy at a young age to go into um, an arena like Anfield and, and demand from guys who have been playing there for years um, he certainly the, the bits that I've seen him um, he looks he looks the part and I think Scotland could have a a top player in their hands if he can get the game time because Connor Cody's there isn't he um Sorry, um, no. From PSV, the player from PSV who's joined uh, could well... Uh, Gakpo. Gakpo, exactly. Yeah. So there you go. Saw, you, you yeah. go out and sign Gakpo's a £40 million pound player yeah. and you're yeah. trying... But I mean, these people who are... These young lads who are coming through at Scottish clubs and they've got an enormous reputation. The big clubs in England don't come and take yeah. them. And uh, who's, who's Nathan Patterson had only yeah. played, mm-hmm. what, six months or so with Rangers and... Mm-hmm. Because he had such a good reputation and he was playing for Scotland, Everton come in, pay, pay big money for him. Mm-hmm. Kieran Tierney played for a good number of years for Celtic before he um, moved on. But uh, there's another one, Billy Gilmer, that you're talking about. Yeah. He, he hadn't even played for Rangers and he was he was away down south. Yeah. He was only 16, wasn't he? But I think that is the issue because you got game time at Rangers. You were only 16 breaking into it, Barry. But maybe if you'd gone to Man United early on, you would have come through with your talent, your determination. But it is tougher, isn't it? Because they've got the money to bring in ready-made players. Yeah, but I mean, we're using Ben Doak as an example. Yeah. The bits that I've seen him and obviously Klopp bringing him on in games, he clearly thinks he's he's as good as um, players that he's signing for 30 or 40 million pounds. So... I think if they're good enough and they show enough in, in training, I think guys like managers like Klopp and... You'd love to see it. Guardiola. I've yep. seen a few players uh, come through the Man City system. I mean, they, they go and sign players. I mean, you know the money down in the Premier League, mm. but you're starting to see some players make a breakthrough and that, I think if they're good enough, these managers will not have any hesitation in putting them straight in. Great. Andy, Barry and Paul, back in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, 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 go. Thanks very much Chris, we're with the traffic and travel 0808 17 17 700, the Go Radio Football Show But we're charging towards 7 o'clock um, Big game tonight, it's uh, not in the leagues But it's one of the cup games, the trust match And it's Queen's Park this evening, it's Denhouse Muir up against Wraith Rovers. What about Queen's Park? Top of the championship and a big win at the weekend. Absolutely flying. Six goals up at Cove and they're in a, I think they're in a place now where they know if they can just get their foot down, get a few more wins, get a good run going, they will be 
favourites, I think, to come up from the the championships if they if they can keep that run going. Yeah, they were my favourites at the start of the season. Um, good team. They've come through the divisions. Wait, when did they move back to Hamden? I think well, soon. Sorry, lesser Hamden, yeah, lesser Hamden. Waiting for the actual. Yeah, I decision think that's still. a club that's yeah. going to be in the up for a, a number yeah. of years. Yeah, no doubt about it. And um, if they were to come up, Barry, honestly, they would invest again, and they've got the type of manager that knows the league, and would make it difficult for all the the clubs that are there now. Because I don't think they're a yo-yo club. I think they could come up and be established mm-hmm. in the top flight. Yeah. Such a jump, though, isn't it? You know, the budgets and things when you get yeah. to the Premiership, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But also the, the money goes up as well, sure. Paul. Mm. Um, no doubt about it. I mean, they'll have a decent budget as it is. Um, they've got real good players. You look at some of the players they've got in their, their squad. And listen, they're sitting top of the league in merit because they, they deserve to be there. Now it's getting to the nitty-gritty. Um, mm. The next couple of months is going to be so important for them. But listen, I still fancy them to, to win the league outright. Of course, it's the SPFL Trust, the trophy. Uh quarter-final tonight. See, last night, Alec Lowry in great form for Rangers for yeah, the Yeah, do, do you know when you were, were talking about uh, obviously Young looking players. at... Yeah, no, looking at Davies um, and uh, Cantwell. Yep. yep. I'm then thinking to myself, Alex Lowry, young player, great technique, what's that going to do with, with, with him? Um, is that going to... Make he, sure he, he goes to play, the, yeah, uh, uh, Barry. I you know. need to go and play. I, I was at a game where Charlie McCann played. Mm-hmm. Uh, did all right, but hasn't started a game since. And then you've got Robbie Ewer. Come on, at, was it St Mirren? Just come on for the last couple of minutes. But uh, I'm with you on that. I That's think guys, are, guys of that stature at any club, and uh, you you just need to play every week to improve. Mm-hmm. So if these players yeah. come in, he's then he's further down the pecking order. I would like to think there may be a, a plan in place mm-hmm. for a guy like Lowry, who I think has got the potential to, to become a, a Rangers first team player. But what you don't want him is just going back to the B team and playing in the Lowland League. And I'm not being disrespectful to the Lowland League. I think he's outgrown that and he's better. So hopefully if Rangers do bring in some midfielders, then there's a plan in place for Lowry to maybe go out and play elsewhere and, and get that vital um, first-team experience. Looking forward to the weekend. Let's hear from the managers. This is from the other day, but Sanj Postacoglu, his summary of the match, the 2-0 win against Kilmarnock. Yeah, look, I thought, um, yeah, first half, you know, it was, was, it was tricky for us. Um, there was no real flow to the game and, um, you know, there was a lot of stopping and starting and we didn't really... Um, sort of opened them up the way we wanted it to and um, yeah, credit to them they, they sort of stuck to their task um, but we also you know, we made some poor choices particularly in the final third but um, yeah, we got a good goal just for half time and then although second half was was really good you know, really strong you know, dominated, the game, dominated the game in the areas we want to scored a really nice goal but probably you know on any other day we'd had another three or four we work on certain we work on certain patterns and you, you kind of you know um, have some things that you've you got to rely on and I thought there was more opportunities to do that in the first half and we didn't take them, you know, we, we kind of, we, we, we played in front of them too much instead of sort of trying to probe in behind, but um, I thought second half, I thought we addressed that and like I said, um, yeah, apart from the goal, I thought we created some fantastic opportunities. Andy, so what are you thinking? It's the same again with the teams, we don't know what the lineups will be, but Kelly have Kyle Lafferty back, do you think he'll start from the bench because he hasn't played for so long? Well, I don't know how they've been playing in terms of uh, creating chances and uh, I don't know how fit uh, Kyle Lafferty will be, how sharp he will be. I'd imagine he'll take part in 
some of the game might not start it but uh, even if Celtic make another two or three changes as we spoke about earlier they've got the, the type of quality but you always remember games like uh, you know what, what was I think it was about 10 years ago Kelly beat mm-hmm. Celtic in the, the cup final 1-1-0 so you do get uh, shocks but that would be it'd be an even bigger shock if Kelly were to were to come up with anything on Saturday I just think Celtic are very strong favourites given the the form that they're in sure. they would be the hot favourites Barry what about Kel Lafferty you know him well he's getting on in years hasn't played for 10 games pre-World Cup but he played in a reserve game yesterday he got a run out mm-hmm. yeah he's been a big miss for for, for Derek I'm, I'm sure he's a, a big player for him um, listen he's he's been missing um, for a number of weeks listen his match fitness will no be up to scratch his general fitness will be good because he'll still be training every single day with his, with his teammates um, don't be surprised if he, he comes straight into the, the starting 11 um, against Celtic but listen I think as I said at the start of the show I think Kamarnock will go and try and frustrate or whatever Celtic but I just think Celtic have got far too much quality Paul um, I don't think it'll be a a 4 or a 5 nothing no. um, but I think Celtic will I'll be comfortable. A Kilmarnock great was at the game at the weekend at uh, Celtic Park. Raymond Gummery, of course, he was part of the cup winning team in 97. I played with him at uh, Partick Thistle ah, for right. a very yeah. short time, yeah. Great and guy, isn't he? Yeah. Well, last time I was down at Kilmarnock, always, mm. always go and say hello to him. He, he does, I think he works the uh, some of the hospitality there, the boxes, looks after some of the uh, Kilmarnock fans. Uh, always great company. Terrific club that we want here to say to stay in the, the Premiership. Uh, That's uh, where they should be. I always loved playing at Rugby Park. Uh, why? The only difference not is... Not in the plastic. No, sure, I was no. just about to say sure. that. I loved it with a great... And it was always one of the best pitches. So it was. Um, I always thought that. Uh, so just... That's the only problem I've got with Kilmarnock. They're, they're AstroTurf. A whole training ground going to be built there as well. Speaking to one of the Bowies. Uh, I've seen that in the papers. Yeah. That was in the papers a few was, weeks back. That's right. Yeah, Which listen, is magnificent big, for them. Big plans yeah. to build a, a new training ground and hopefully they change their surface yeah, indeed. from um, artificial to, to grass. Shouldn't be allowed, should it? Shouldn't be allowed in the top, top flight, division. but uh, yeah. we've got Kamarnock and, and Livy. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't have it. No, it was up to me. And last year was the time to do it when Kelly were out. Yeah. It was just one club. Um, what well, about uh, Marvin Bartley away from Livy as assistant manager down at Queen of the South? I see they got through in that know, cup last night. You know, I didn't realise they were full time, um, but they are in League One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be tough to get out of there when you're up against the likes of Stephen McGinn's. Falkirk mm-hmm. and who else you got you've got Dunfermline you've got Airdrie yeah. uh, it's a tall order to get Queen of the South out of there I think their ambition is to get into the championship and, and survive because they were there for so long Yeah, I, I didn't know they were full time yeah. how do they sustain full that? Time. how wow. do they sustain it? But yeah Marvin I think always wanted the opportunity to be his own man to be the number one make all the decisions yeah, I think they'll, they'll, they'll struggle to go up this year um, I don't think that they're clear of relegation if you, you look at the league um, but I think next year will be the the big one for for Marvin to make sure they get back into the into the championship. I think, I think a lot of their training, eh, Barry, is based in Glasgow. It's in Hamilton. At, in in Hamilton. Hamilton. So, the, yep. so there you go. There, there's not a lot of travelling in, in terms of training. Most of the the guys are uh, west of Scotland. We'll get your predictions for the big two, the cup games in a moment. We mentioned Motherwell against Ross County, massive game on Saturday. Hearts St Mirren on Friday night. Um, what about Hibs Dundee United? Are Hibs on the way back, do you think? A uh, big win for them against Motherwell. Against the United, who had two wins in the bounce before 
the game that you were on with Rangers? Yeah, it would give Hibs the opportunity just to look up the league rather than if they were to lose to United. I think I still think they would be hovering around that danger area. And the form's not been great, so that was a big boost for them to go to Fir Park and win that one. Uh, I think they might win this one as well. I think with Aidan McGeady back and Nisbet in top form, um, I think they've I think they've got enough. You saw the class of that. That could be the difference. I was just about to say that before Andy says it. Aidan McGeady as well. He looked apart in in Sunday. I, I think it's one of the ones when people go to Fir Park now, they walk out in that pitch and think to yourself, "Wow, yeah. what a surface!" As before, yeah. you had the slope and it was there was hardly any grass on it. The surface yeah. is unbelievable at Fir Park, but I think that could be the big difference and could save. Johnson's job is McGeady and Nisbet Fair part your old I bet Andy what would you give to be playing on that now? It's a different game you know uh-huh. I mean yeah. when you think the, not so much tackling certainly no tackling from behind and the, the ball runs true it runs smooth I mean that, we, we used to call it a big sponge that motherwell Fair part uh-huh. it was yep. you'd be treading through a marsh just to yeah. try and get I always uh, remember the, the main stand when you walked out the tunnel for about 20 yards it was just Mud, it was just bare. Yeah. And well, you then, saw we've shown the that six six game a couple yeah. of times. Oh, no. You, you show it every quali- few weeks. In Sky. You see the quality of the pitch is absolutely awful. How brilliant, long? brilliant game. But then you see the pitch now, and it's it's the best surface in Scotland. Just mm-hmm. arguably the best in the in the league. Yeah. Do you love the build up to the Old Firm games, Barry, on Sky? Because they show all the different games, don't they? Yeah, I always watch it. Yeah. Always, yeah. always I see watch you on it. There. Yeah. I turn it down with Big Boy. They start speaking right <laughs> enough. <laughs> so do we. <laughs> and that's the control room, right? And the other game we haven't mentioned yet: St. Johnson against Livy. So I mean, Aberdeen really needed that win, Andy. I'm looking at you because I haven't seen you since the weekend. Yeah. Massive for Aberdeen, wasn't it? To get yeah, getting a couple of goals from Duke, who's in good form, and they, they're the they're the two that will trouble Rangers. Duke and Miofsky, they've got an eye for goal. If you get them a bit of service, they can uh, create something. But um, yes, yeah, and Johnson, I think were they were my uh, tips to be in uh, one of the bottom two with St. Burns. So they've defied all odds there. They've been terrific. Who do you think on Saturday, St. Johnson, Livy? Has it got a draw on it? It's know. got a nil-nil draw oh hey, yeah. all over it. Oh <laughs> so those are those. And Hearts St Mirren, what do you think, Andy, first? For I Friday think the night? Hearts will do it. And so. Barry just referenced yeah. it earlier. St Mirren have been brilliant at home. Mm-hmm. They've beaten Celtic, they've beaten Aberdeen, they've drawn with Hearts, they've drawn with Rangers. Their home form is fantastic. Unbeaten in 10, I think. Um, but away form, not so good. Yeah. And, and Hearts, Hearts are excellent. Barry will be on on Friday ahead of that game but I know you think it's going to be the the home win I would think for that one right what about the big two so Celtic on Saturday against Kilmarnock what do you think 3-0 Celtic yes yeah I think Celtic win by a couple of goals I think they've got enough anything to worry about I mean I know Ange Postecoglou don't take them for granted you always worry about a decision a a slip a Mm. a bit of discipline uh, Strange things happen in, in semi-finals, but um, this is Celtic's second home over the last number of years. They've got to a lot of semi-finals and finals. They know how to how to win there, and I think they'll win again at the weekend. Rangers against Aberdeen then. They've got a long tradition of games, haven't they? Semi-finals and finals. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think Rangers will win. They, they have to win. Listen, they're under pressure to win. Um, and as I said at the start of the show, they've... It's a must-win game. I think Rangers will win 3-1. 
three one and yes. show like I don't think what's your up no, front Morelos, for you? Morelos, yeah, yes, it would be. I remember you would say for a few years Morelos would be the first name on the team sheet for you. Yeah, it would be. Um, I just think Rangers are better. That that's my opinion. Um, and listen, he, he occupies people. He frustrates people. He frustrates me at times. But I just think Rangers are a better team with Morelos in it. Andy, for you. I think Rangers will do it. Maybe not by the couple of goals margin that Barry's got, but I think they'll get there. Um, and that'll be great. Look forward to another Celtic Rangers Cup final. It'll be brilliant, won't it? Yeah. yeah. Listen, that's brilliant. Brilliant game. You can't beat it. Yeah, I'd love it. And I'm a bit nervous things, right enough. Sure. About um, both sides. But also 50-50 for the fans. Yeah, that's the crowd, well, twenty five thousand yeah. each or whatever. Uh, honestly, true. seeing league games, I don't yeah. think we're ever going back to a serious away allocation. That disappoints me. That oh, it's it's terrible. But I think when you look at the decisions made in, in both boardrooms, I can't see it ever going back. Mm-hmm. And you said Hamden. Hopefully, it's an old firm final. Twenty five thousand each, split right down the middle. Atmosphere's electric. You can't beat it. And we'll be there. The Go Radio Football Show will. We'll, we'll have you switched on, Andy, if it's just on via play, isn't it? But uh, yeah. we'll say you and Crocs are on there. Listen, thanks to everyone who called in tonight. Thanks for your memories of some great Scottish players. It was brilliant to hear about them. Tomorrow night is the return of the Oz. He's back. Craig Moore back in the studio. And to keep things right, we've got Leanne Crichton as well tomorrow evening at five. Barry, we'll see you on Friday. No worries. Looking forward thanks, to Paul. that. And Andy, next week. See you next week. Thank Enjoy you. Sunderland. Will do. <laughs> Um, coming up next, it's going to be Jokal Day. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.